Welcome to Quarantine Good, the show where we look at what you've been doing lately and decide whether it's actually good or you're being held hostage by global circumstances. I'm David Twighty. I'm James Hamilton. And, and we are the two guys who are going to be judging how you use your time. I thought maybe we were going to say that in unison, and then I bailed. I was a coward. Uh, <laughs> we had a moment locked in, and you <laughs> you bailed on me. You, uh, you bailed on uh, me. Man, it made us both look like idiots. Oh, we, have a, we have a great guest today. I'm excited to introduce. Uh, he's one of my favorite comedians. We got Courtney Farrington. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, <laughs> uh, hi, hi, humans. I don't, you know, I don't know how to talk to people, so this is going to be fun. A warm hello to the fellas. <laughs> I think this is like, this is as close to like a year since things got shut down as this podcast is going to be, you know, yeah. like, so I feel like people are seeing what happens to comedians one year after they've been completely shut off from the stage and their friends. And we're like uncertain with words. We don't want to speak in unison. We forgot how to greet each other. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so your, your texts are, you can tailor your text and you watch them and you read them and you make sure that things aren't all messed up or out of whack. And then you can send it and you never hear a voice or look into a face. So now to see both right now, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm upset when I speak. Cause I'm like, I can't make four drafts of this, like a text. Uh, right. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, like it, I feel like it's bringing everyone down to my level to some degree because I'm like so fucking bad at just talking to people. Like I'm just a I'm just like a goober in a way that older dudes usually are, I think, where it's like when I'm at a coffee shop, I'm just like don't know where to stand while I'm waiting for my order and shit like that. But the thing that I've realized like during this is that everyone else has gotten worse at this, maybe bringing them down to my level but my level has also gotten lower during this time period <laughs> like my my interpersonal skills feeble as they were before <laughs> atrophied somewhat during this period i think the thing for me that has like that i most noticed that is gone is my ability to mobilize and get out the door oh definitely okay it, it like like for me Anytime I've actually had to go somewhere at a specific time, it takes me easily two times as long as it used to to like what? get stuff together and get out the door and I like forget things and I like I can't I mean I've never been great at getting places like I I I do, you know, you know, I do frantically show up to places pretty late regularly, like very mad at myself. And everyone's like, what's up? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but now it takes me like way longer. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've like lost. I've lost whatever that skill is, is gone. I think I've gained more. Um, anytime I have somewhere to go, it's almost like <laughs> that's the big field trip. Like that's me, like it's like give me the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, I'm laying my clothes out on the bed the night before. Uh, my permission slip signed. I'm ready to get. I'm ready to get out. And it's just like all I'm doing is going to pick up coffee or groceries, and I'm just like, nope. Today is the day. This is my mission, and this is the only thing I got going on. I, I feel like Courtney, you're a prompt person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like every show I've ever done with you, you're you're there early. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I have a stand up every morning at 10 uh, a.m. And 10 a.m. I've already had coffee. I'm already ready for that meeting. I'm going in there, uh, guns blazing. But I mean that that gives you a major leg up, Courtney. Like if you're if you're like prompt and like if you're like showered and shit before your morning meeting, like you're gonna be when this is all over, you're gonna be a king. Like in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Sounds like you kept both your eyes. I tried. I tried. I tried to create a habit of like waking up, washing my face, brushing my teeth, doing regular, getting ready for the day routine. Um, and then just putting back on pajamas. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's like I go through everything. Like I'm going to put on jeans and then I punt fake and I put on uh, soft pants. I think this is this is a I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say on this show, Courtney, because, you know, the format of this show is we're going to talk to you about some things that you've gotten into since quarantine has started. Uh, and then at the end, we will decide whether they're good or quarantine good. And then we will we will place them uh, on our our spectrum of activities that we have thus far uh, looked at. Uh, and it sounds like you've been able to keep a a routine of sorts. Um, yes. So I'm interested. Like, what is the thing that you've gotten into? Um, I've gotten into a couple of things, but mostly um, I got a YouTube Premium account uh, early on. Um, <laughs> you got to get out ahead of this. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I no think more ads, baby. It, they were just like, "Hey, we can upgrade you," and I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, give me that upgrade." <laughs> uh, so, um, I think I, you're the first I, person I know that got a YouTube Premium account. Really? Here's a fun fact about, and I don't know how, but most of my logins for premium things are free. And I have never signed up for them. And I don't know how I got offered wow. a free subscription. Um, but I don't pay for HBO Max. I don't pay for YouTube. Um, and they're all your login. They're my logins with my name and they're free. I, wow. I don't know who's listening to this. Don't take those away from me. <laughs> <laughs> based on, hey, don't listen to this podcast. And then based on the conversation, try to guess what Courtney's password is. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we should have told you early on that the demographic for this podcast is solely television executives. So uh, <sighs> they, they are going to revoke this. Uh, I mean, they're going to be mad at me that I'm, all, I'm streaming YouTube majority, like the majority of the time anyway. So, <laughs> But is this the way that I find out that you're like a great tastemaker in the world? Like, I feel like I've known you for quite a while. And are people just like, no, we need Courtney to be in on this ahead of everyone else? It's... Is that the case, if do you think? They are the tastemakers of tastemakers then, because I didn't know I was. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't know how I stumbled into these things, um, probably because I consume a lot and I'm, you know, I, sh I shop for stress. I'm that kind of dude. So okay. they're just like, I see him spending a lot of money. I think if we throw a password at him right now, he's going to double down when this runs out and then give <laughs> us all of the money. And so what have you done with this uh, YouTube premium account? Okay, so um, I've gotten into two videos organically. Don't know how I came to either. Well, I mean, I've gotten into tiny house videos, uh, just tiny living. Tiny, tiny living. Right, so it's something that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have... I've watched some of these videos based on your recommendation. Okay. Um, I, but I, I also don't know what else to say to, other than to repeat the, the topic. <laughs> 
so, so, you, so you've heard of living large. What about existing very small? You, you know, what? listen, listen. You know, you gotta, you gotta. You, that your footprint's too big. You gotta limit that. Um, yeah, I was already, I was already in it. I was already into like, what, what's the, what's this tiny house? Uh, this minimalism, you know, maybe living in a shipping container or a series of shipping containers. Just some cool kind of smaller eco-friendly type housing um and then i got into a deep dive and youtube was just like you know motherfuckers are living in vans right and i'm just like stop (laughs) stop it (laughs) and i'm just like but is it weird and they're just like hell no it's not weird that shit's luxurious check it out (laughs) yeah so let's if someone were to watch one of these videos let's start with the tiny house videos okay what what is it that they see so first thing is going to be um storage the number one thing in tiny house (laughs) is people bragging about the types of storage that they have yeah (laughs) so so at some point it's just like oh you thought this was a staircase nah and they just start (laughs) opening drawers and like secret compartments and they're just like everything storage Right, yeah, yeah. I my my chair also folds down, and that's where I keep my towels. Exactly. Everything's yeah. a transformer. It's just like, oh, you thought this was a toilet? Nope, it's a queen size bed. And you're like, holy shit! <laughs> well, that raises other questions. But yeah, cool. I, I feel like that's that's half of the fun of this genre is watching these these tricks. Right? Is like that, and that's exactly it. Yes. If any like show that you would watch, any kind of like TV show should have a level of like reveals of like, oh, it was actually this character doing this. This genre has that where you're like that that thing that's been in the background is actually storage. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's a plant. That's not a plant stand. That's a jewelry case. Dope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The production on these things are very high. It's like these people <clears throat> don't have a second story but they do have a drone like that okay to film so, this. and that's the thing so the kind of investment if you <clears throat> excuse me if you can get your storage right and <laughs> <laughs> your floor plan is decent enough then you can get the kind of viewership that pretty much funds your life so you invest in a, a high def camera and you always have to have a drone. You gotta have a drone. <laughs> I've never watched a tiny house video where they didn't have a drone. <laughs> you gotta live minimally, but I need some aerial shots. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just like, did you trade in your house for that drone? Was the drone first? And you're just like, maybe I should just record tiny house videos because <laughs> I have a drone. So here's here's my uh, quibble with this these types of videos is the the production values are always very high. But the stock music that they go with is always just like oh it is the worst, and like I'm, uh, I'm very, like it, it just gives me flashbacks to like every bad Kickstarter video that I've ever seen. Uh, where, but it's like a specific kind of synthesized music, and the, yes. the other, the other place that I see it very frequently is in there are like videos that get passed around on Twitter sometimes from I think it's like Chefs Club or something like that where it's like you might have seen these where it's like the videos where they like take a bunt cake pan and then like shape hamburger meat into it and then fill it with cheese and shit like that but like that kind of music makes me like so viscerally annoyed fun fact uh 
part of and, and part of me getting deeper in, and deeper into this, uh, you start to figure out things and tricks that people are doing to uh, kind of work within the algorithm so that their videos are promoted. Mm-hmm. So they talk a certain mm-hmm. way and using that music is effective in a way of just like, do you have the most generic freeware music that you possibly can? Is it just someone playing the tambourine randomly that you can't trace back to? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Cool. Have you, do you have a drone? Yes. Is it high quality? Yes. Do you not curse ever? Yes. Now you are 1.6 million views on YouTube. Yeah, that's the thing that blew my mind is is that when I looked into this, these are millions and millions of views. This is not both the van living and the tiny living. This is not just like, this is not a subculture that is tiny and like lives in the corner of the internet. Millions no. and millions of people are watching it. So clearly you are on to something. And how much of this do you think, how much does the title grab you? Because some of these titles, they got me. Like one of them <laughs> is college dropout converts an old school bus into the ultimate adventure vehicle. And I'm like, what does the college dropout yeah, part add have, here? What does that have to do with anything? It's like, oh, wait, is, wait, he didn't even get a bachelor's degree and he knows how to do that with a school bus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I, is it is it is that like creates a backstory of what the, like this person left it all behind? Yeah, and that's the two things, and that that also goes into the algorithm. Having that clickable link or having your um, thumbnail be something that might not even be in the video, but just this amazing shot uh, that you want to click on. At this point, I'm past actually looking at titles. I'm looking at thumbnails. Mm. <laughs> it's like in the matrix when neo looks at them and he just sees all the numbers and stuff <laughs> i know what's really up it's, it's it's just because of what you just said it's just like what what does it have to what does college have to do with anything with you redoing a van yeah, <laughs> yeah. i have so many questions about this the tiny living and the van living are both things that like i definitely see the appeal of are you watching these as like filler in the background and like their sensory kind of like comfort things? Or are you watching being like, I want that? Like, are you engaged as you're watching this? Thing? Um, that's a great question because I do have another series of videos that is for sensory and like relaxing. Um, these are pretty engaging. Like I'm up in the middle of the night just trying to figure out uh what it is I would do, and if it is something that I want to commit to and actually try to build. So honestly, today, at, during my lunch break, I watched a video of a guy who lives in a van and had his uh, his water source freeze because of the weather. Oh. Mm. And he was just like, here's how you would build um, an indoor pump and water source so you can bypass that and still have water. And then he went through how to make it warm and how to do all the other things. And I was just like, this is actually pretty interesting and good to know if, you know, I ever decide to van life in cold weather. Do, do you feel like you know how to do that now, though? Like, do you feel because I like what, what I was thinking of when you were talking about storage <laughs> earlier is something that we've already discussed on the on the show, which is uh, the Great British Baking Show, which like I don't know a thing about baking. And I still don't after watching a bunch of that show. But after watching a bunch of that show, I do know enough to be like, 
oh, their their custard isn't going to set. They, they right. <laughs> you they, couldn't set your own custard, but you know when. But it's I not know set. when they're doing it wrong. Like, do you do you think that like uh, like gun to your head or like it doesn't need to be that extreme? Just like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I guess, just like uh, for for twenty dollars, you could like figure that out. Um, at this point, yes. Okay. So uh, I can and funny. I I came in as a Great British Bake Off prior to covid like i was already invested mm. yeah same um, here so like the amount of hours that i've committed to van life in the last year i <laughs> i can tell you the price of vans um, i can tell you the kind of van i want um, i can tell you what, how to source what materials what's the what's the van that you would go with oh okay so we're gonna go um with the mercedes sprinter so they got different kind of sprinter vans I'm going to go with the Mercedes Sprinter. Um, I want the uh, extended version, and they come in short or tall. I want the tall one because I want to be able to stand up. I'm not a tall person in real life, so a tall van um, might not look off-putting if you see it from the outside, but it's big enough for me to stand up on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, depending on if you get a new one, they have features of like hidden um, cameras, especially if you get one that is for kind of like industrial use there's cameras all the way around it that are like hidden in the actual uh kind of carriage of the van uh so you have a 360 view but also yes it acts as security camera if you ever get into some crazy shit so uh-huh. this this raises this raises one of my questions so one of the videos that i watched here someone the highlights of their video was that they had a silent ac Oh, that dude. Love that yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent AC yep. and also um, 360 view on the videos. And that was the first time where I was like, oh, are these people who are like opting out of of modern life? Or are these people who are just anticipating <laughs> yeah. the dystopia that we're heading towards? Yeah. This is Okay, so neither. This is... oh. This is someone who, well, I guess, opting out of modern life, honestly, because if you listen to what he was saying, he is trying to pretty much patent most of the things in that van. So he's like, I can't show you much or I can't tell you much. I can't even show you how my van is wired because I'm trying to patent this wiring system. It's like a way of life that's so deep that he's making a living off of either building these vans or selling the ideas behind how he built different uh, compartment compartments in the van. But is there any part of you that's like this is what like this is what the world will become in like 30 like 30 years i don't i don't know if either of you have read the parable of the sower and the parable of the talents the octavia butler books but it is it takes place essentially now and it but it is in kind of the the most dystopian version of now um and there are definitely people who live in vans with surveillance <laughs> and it is this you know like it it is they're armored vans to be clear but right. like Sheesh. i'm thinking of uh i'm thinking of the the george uh george romero movie uh land of the dead with john leguizamo if you ever saw mm-hmm. that one where mm-hmm. like the uh the ultimate thing is just basically a bus with steel plating <laughs> welded to yeah. the sides of it yeah and then well, someone steals that, and it's like, well, our society is kaput. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find uh, the name of this movie. I actually just watched an actual movie about van life. Mm. 
Uh, oh, uh, 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 Nomadland, right? Yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, and it's it's it, it's like it's pretty much trying to highlight just their point of view and why you would choose van life and like not because you're homeless or that like you've fallen upon hard times, but just like a sense of adventure or not trying to be tied to what it is everyone else is tied to. And like I have these ideas of just like this can't be it. Waking mm. up logging into Google Meets, staring at a couple of monitors and some goofy yeah. faces cannot be the end forever. Like this there has to be a way out. Uh comedy in theory was gonna be the way out, but I mean I'm I'm old enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the writing on the wall, right? Now. Hey, hey, I'm old enough to know. There's like, hey man, um you might want to get a backup to, to comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Like we're we're sort of back to having like thirty comedians and like <laughs> everyone else is kind of rebuilding in the near future. Although I I will say that uh, one of the big critiques of Nomadland, which I have not seen, but one of the things that people are saying about it is that it is about real people who were forced into that situation by economic circumstances and uh, and does not do a great job of handling that. I, um, the main character. The main character is uh, she. At one point, she finds a way out um, of van life, but at that point, she's so like ingrained. Like she's met people who are doing it either because it's just like they're terminally ill and they just want to see the country, or it's just like of what I just said, where it's like corporate nine to fives can't be a way of life. There yeah. has to be something more. Um, but by the time she realizes that it's towards the end of a very long movie. uh so the first half of the movie you're just watching her struggle in this van and then at some point someone goes hey you know uh you're doing the same thing i'm doing and i'm loving it so you should love it too yeah she changes she she changes her outlook the first thing that i i thought when i saw this is i was like oh i could absolutely see myself doing something like this like it it creates zero resistance to imagining yourself living this lifestyle as you're watching these youtube videos do you do you agree with that yes i want to say because let me think living in new york we technically own nothing yeah and then the way we move from apartment to apartment in new york you lose you just lose more and more shit every time you move you're just like (laughs) i just can't keep lugging this around Yeah, you know, it's like I'm like three moves away from just owning the clothes on my back and just getting rid of everything yes. else that I have. Yeah. So it's so, but it's, but it's just like, what if I told you, instead of working in an office, instead of overpaying for an apartment, you can get a decent, comfortable van, and you're not living in the van the same way that we don't live in our apartments in New York. We're living in New York. You don't live in your van. You just live around the country. So you just pull up to a national park. You have a great time. You go back to your van. You go to sleep. It's not like a dingy van. Like it's very comfortable. You're still watching Netflix. You can still have your computer. And you, there's a. I sent you a video of a Marine who games in his van. So it's just, it's just, he's just like at night. I go. I come back. You know. I want to play Call of Duty. Call of Duty with my boys. So like you can have your whole way of life and travel around uh, the country. Why? Why not? Yeah. If, I mean. And then, I'm sorry. If you buy a drone and get 1.5 million views, now you're getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and it's those views that 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 kind of convinced me because the first thing I was angry about is I was like, man, these people are rich and like 
this whole thing is just people with a ton of money who can quit their job and do this thing. But then you realize, no, the videos that they're making are just funding them doing this more and more. They get deeper and deeper and deeper, and we're watching them. Trying to re- just trying to live out our lives through them. This is how uh, Snowpiercer got started. Is the, it was a guy with one van, and then he kept getting views, and he kept adding more vans, and then pretty soon he had a whole train. And then when the second Ice Age came, he was just happy as a clam, uh, motoring around the world on his, on his choo-choo. You know, the fall of civilization happens, and I'm in the mountains, and you guys are in a city. Uh, <laughs> you're in the mountains in a mercedes you know what i mean you know? i am i am perfectly happy just not being alive anymore after that though like i i'm like i'm like i'll, I'll check it out for like a minute because <laughs> like, i love those movies and i would like to see like just the just the you know the smoke rising in the distance but in all <laughs> likelihood i'm someone who's going to be dead before anyone even knows that it's the apocalypse it's just going to be like, oh, traffic is bad. Like, oh, Honestly, listen, quarantine, if quarantine has taught us anything, it's just like, shout out to the people in those movies who actually fight to live. Like, ugh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Why? Why? What are you doing? Absolutely. That's when you were talking about routines at the beginning of this, I was thinking about I Am Legend and how Will Smith's character like does the same thing every day. And I'm like, the amount of strength and willpower that it would take to be the only person in New York City and to do the same thing every day just for your own like well-being Bro. is incredible. In my version of I Am Legend is just every frame of that movie is me in that bathtub hugging that rifle <laughs> every now and then it would the, the, the barrel of that rifle will go into my mouth and people are just like what <laughs> is this the end <laughs> and then you're like i can't do it i can't oh a couple more days you know that twilight zone episode time enough at last where the guy like is like oh finally i can read all these books and then his glasses break or whatever that wouldn't be a problem for me because one, I don't need glasses, but two, I w- it, w- it would be like the books thing, but just with jacking off. It's like, okay, I have a checklist of places that I'm going to jack off, and then, uh, and then I'm done. <laughs> and then I'm punching my ticket. And then you're punching oh. your ticket. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to jack off on the Statue of Liberty's foot, and then I'm going to uh, shoot myself in the head. Hey, listen, that's a good, if that, that's a good way to go. I think so. <laughs> That's a good way to don't even put your pants pants all the way off. Well, who's gonna see me? You know, that, like, that's what I'm saying. Get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to get? Do you want to get to the second type of YouTube video? All right. So um, I'm really into these cooking videos, um, and they're just random dishes in foreign countries, uh, and they're silent except for just like you know. The background noise of how you're just spoons against bowls, um, spatulas against grills. That's pretty much the only noise. There's no one talking. There's no instructions. Occasionally, somebody might put up a subtitle of like, this is what we actually just put in here. Most of the time, they don't. And it's just me watching hands of people cook things um, in foreign countries. And lot the ones that I watch of this. Lots of chopping sounds. Yeah. Uh, so much chopping sounds. And occasionally the, ch- the chef does make a, 
a, a little sound, but it's like a grunt. Like they're like, like a little. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like that, that is my least favorite part of these videos by far. Is when <laughs> is when well, okay, no, the chopping sounds are great, and especially like the the first one you sent us was a guy chopping an onion at the very beginning, and that is yes. so satisfying. Just like chop, like mincing an onion with a good chef's knife. There is like nothing better. I love doing it myself. I love watching people do it. I love the sounds of it. I love like. Just, I mean, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing someone chop an onion in half. Like, the, it, it just looks and sounds great. But when the guy's, like, he's, like, making meatballs or whatever, and you just hear him oh. go, and you hear him go, like, uh, and it's like, <laughs> all right. This is, like, this feels very intimate now. Also, that squishy sound the meatballs were making when he was, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so... I'm wondering if there's something wrong with me because so the backstory is that I'm going to be as vague as possible here, but I was working somewhere and they assigned me to work on someone's ASMR project. And I worked really hard, but I couldn't do it. It was too weird for me. So every time that I would hear it, I would start laughing and I would be so uncomfortable. And that's how I felt. As soon as the onions started chopping in the video that you sent us, I was like, <laughs> I was like uncomfortable. I was like uncomfortable. And then they pull out meat and they're just cutting through cold meat. And I was like, <laughs> like I'm so uncomfortable. It's too tactile. I think it might be too tactile or something. I like. I think that I am a, an above average person in terms of how comfortable i am with vulnerability but there's something that feels so incredibly vulnerable and intimate of watching these videos and i like <laughs> i was so <laughs> weirded out in all of these videos did i send you guys one with uh um it's like the restaurant making the fried rice outside in the giant walk i don't think so no, no. <clears throat> all right so i started one last night um <laughs> you see, as I as I adjust myself in my seat yeah. <laughs> to get through this story, uh, last night I started this video. It was late, and you know this is like a thing of uh, just relaxing. And uh, I mean, Pavlovian response: I'm going to sleep. Like I'm 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 being whisked away to sleepy land by just listening to all of these sounds. Um, they start by making the rice, then they crack. Uh, what looks like six dozen eggs um and then uh it's just like this this noise of of it sounds like there's a fan or just something humming in the background to the point where i paused my tv and was like where's that humming coming from oh it's the video <laughs> yes yes and it's a 20 minute video of a series of people making this fried white rice in this giant walk outside and it was so good that it put me to sleep last night. But I woke up this morning and was just like, I'm going to finish that fried rice video. And I just, really? at, at some point while eating breakfast, I just sat at my desk and watched them finish that fried rice. I, so here's, if we, if we start to think about where we would put these on the board, I would, I think that, here's my case. I think that both of these go at the very bottom of good together, but for different reasons. <laughs> okay, so but you are classifying. You would say these are 
are good, not quarantine good. Well, okay. I mean, I the the van thing I think could be quarantine good. I think like it's weird because I think that both of these sort of fit the definition for quarantine good in that both of them feel like reactions to what's going on right now. Like the the van thing in particular, uh, I would be probably more inclined to describe as quarantine good because that's like I'm checking out, you know, like it, it made me double down on van life. So, yes, like things are not going well clearly (laughs) like not not i'm no judgment on you courtney just i mean on a global sense this doesn't seem like it's working out too well starting to make a plan b for society feels (laughs) like a quarantine good thing to me the thing where i'm hung up here is that i i agree that the the tiny living in the van life probably live at the top of quarantine and good. I see the appeal of these, but it certainly feels informed by the time that we're living in. It certainly feels informed by global circumstances. The food videos, it's going to be hard for me to get behind those as good because even thinking about them makes me feel not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I like... I can I can intellectually understand how this is a sensory experience and, and and like I could see how it would be a thing that would help you wipe down but it's all an intellectual exercise for me like <laughs> right. the visceral response is to me being like we don't have a category for uncomfortable but that's how I feel <laughs> <laughs> this is just weird and not quarantine weird <laughs> Not quarantine weird. This is all time weird. I feel weird. Um, I'm gonna send you some different ones. I'm gonna. Uh, did you watch one where they made the the homemade hot dogs? Uh, I watched uh, a lot of homemade patties. There were a couple burger videos that I watched. There was the mozzarella cheese. That, okay, um, so these are kind of. Oh, I'm rice, gonna send you this. Fr- I'm gonna send you this fried rice. I'm gonna send you the fried rice video I just watched. Okay. All right. Um, you know, get in a comfortable place. Hey, if you if you smoke them, if you got them, and you know, cut it on, see what happens. <laughs> All right, I think that I think that might be it because I think when I watched this, I was fueled by a drug called caffeine, no. which which is no. the opposite. It's oh, the opposite. Yeah, you want to be about. you want to be ready to go go to sleep. the The reason that I the reason that I would feel inclined to put uh, to put uh, the cooking videos at the bottom of good. Um, is that this is something that I think people enjoy in regular times. I've never been like an ASMR guy. I have like a similar reaction to James where I find it just sort of uncomfortable and there are certain noises in those videos that make me like viscerally a little ill. But I do like as something to like put on to fall asleep to, I don't think that that's conditional on uh on circumstances or anything like that you know i will say i know we're i know we're like rating these within good and quarantine good watching these videos made me understood made me understand how hopeless youtube commenters are (laughs) if you go through some of these comments People are critical of these chefs as they're watching this, where they're just like, too much cabbage. Or the, <laughs> like, 
Or there's one where they're just kind of like the proportion of spices to how don't, big these are ultimately going to be don't is do this off. To me. Because I'm watching these on my TV, so I don't read the comments. I can't don't do read it. the comments. Don't do don't, it. Don't do this. Don't. Yeah, I won't. Okay, I won't. But to me, I was. But the the flip side of this whole thing is that there are some YouTube comments on these videos because I did go pretty deep into some of these that are so sweet that are like that definitely fit within the genre that where there's just people you know they have thousands of like on this likes on a comment that's just like this looks good you know yeah. like <laughs> nice job <laughs> so courtney where would you where would you place these on our spectrum of activities so i would say van life good van life good okay van life good van life mid 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 middle good middle high good would you say it's better than the genre of 90s, late 90s, early 2000 crime dramas? Yes. Films. Yeah, give me give me one example of one of those films. Kiss the Girls with Morgan Freeman. Okay. So like uh like like skeleton like bone like skeleton whatever bone it collector. Was. Yeah, bone, bone collector, collector. Yeah, the bone collector, yeah. Bone yeah, collector. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, Denzel Washington <sighs> reigns supreme in this genre. Yeah, yeah. So I would say Van Life is better than 90s crime dramas. And what where would you place the cooking? <sighs> I mean the cooking's below that, you know? Um the cooking's very it's like they have millions of views, but the cooking's for a very specific, very specific audience. Uh, <laughs> it's like, for, like everyone watched uh, the little things, whether they hated it or not. The shit that I'm sending you, uh, everyone's not getting into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna say that's uh, that's quarantine. That's high quarantine good on on like the the border of low good. I can live with that. I think I would put Van Life about level with late 90s, early 2000s crime drama or maybe a little below it, but I would probably move late 90s, early 2000s crime drama up a little bit on where we have it on the board. So I would say that the cooking videos is the first thing that I would put fully on the border of good and quarantine good. Interesting. Where I'm like... I actually think that the chefs that are doing these things are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I think that like the this genre of thing does hold an appeal, but I absolutely cannot get a, on board of this, <laughs> like being much above that. And I, I and I do think that most people's interest in this is going to be informed by the current world that they're living in. I can live with that. I, I, I think that that makes sense to me. I, I think it's a hard thing to categorize because of how niche it is. Uh, I, I agree with that. I think the first I think the first time the world's open um, and I finally get vaccinated, I'm just going to look back at my history on YouTube and go, Why the, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? Let's go back to watching sports highlights. God damn. <laughs> I, I think I see van life being something that lives in the good category. I I hear Courtney's arguments. I think that the music in the background and the intense drone shots are serious marks against the genre. (laughs) (laughs) They are really holding the whole genre back. Uh, (laughs) It is hard for me to imagine this surpassing the whole genre of crime dramas that came out in the late 90s early 2000s yeah 
this this is either on par based upon what we decide low or good, slightly low good. below. I forgot about the music. It's below it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's low good. It's definitely good. All right, uh, Courtney, you got to go. Where can people find you? Uh, Big C Comedy on Twitter. Go to Twitter. I've been using Twitter. Follow me. Awesome. Thanks for doing it, man. I really appreciate it. Quarantine Good is part of the Authentic Podcast Network. Please like and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and tune in next week. Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.